0: As we all know by now, the SEC issued their highly anticipated climate-related rule proposals, and these proposed rules are extensive, over 500 pages in length in the adopting release. They're highly complex, and they're already generating significant debate. And at a high level, the rules would require, you know, they would expand both the breadth and the specificity of climate-related disclosures for both U.S. public companies as well as for foreign private issuers. And in many instances, the rules call for information regardless of its materiality, which is a significant departure from the SEC's traditional materiality-based framework of disclosure. And this really represents a move towards a more prescriptive climate-related disclosure regime. It's important to note here that the disclosures will be mandated in an SEC's periodic reports or registration statement. Contrast that with today, where companies disclose a lot of this information in their sustainability or ESG reports. So That obviously has significant implications for disclosure controls and procedures and improving the quality of the information that's currently presented. So while these disclosures really are based in part on the recommendations of the TCFD, And as we know, the TCFD framework has been widely adopted by companies globally. There are some significant departures here that require more information than what companies currently disclose voluntarily under TCFD. So there's a lot here to be thinking about and certainly significant issue implications for public companies from a implementation perspective, assuming the rules are adopted as proposed, I think the SEC is shooting for the end of the year, which would mean they would go into effect in respect to fiscal 2023, which would be reported on in 2024. So we're going to talk today, you know, what companies can and should be doing to prepare for this, because it's obviously going to be a heavy lift in, in many respects, depending upon where a company is in their reporting maturity on ESG matters. So with that, let me turn it over to Jay to get his perspective.
1: Thanks, Kathy. That's nice to be with you. Let me start with a what I'll say are a couple of disclaimers and personal views. So you have my perspective in order to assess my comments. Uh, First is that assessing climate risks, that's physical risks, regulatory risks, policy risks, consumer preference risks, transition risks, and of course, technology risks and opportunities is a key consideration for management and therefore investors, particularly in sectors that have significant emissions or rely on customers, or suppliers that have significant emissions. It's also a broad policy issue, as we've seen recently. Investing is just one part of an overall climate policy for the country. Let's also note that the risks that I just listed, multiple categories, are very different from sector to sector and company to company. Something that would need to be accommodated, I believe, in any responsible regulatory policy. Let's turn to administrative agencies like the SEC, also the EPA, the FCC, the FDA. They've served this country very well. My personal view is that their effectiveness is enhanced when they stay within their legal lane and their areas of expertise. I also think it can be eroded when they step too far outside their legal lane or their areas of expertise. Those issues may, in fact, end up front and center here. Given the scope and breadth of the SEC's proposals. So let's turn to the proposals from a broad perspective. One constructive, insightful, or way to look at this that facilitates analysis is it's really a separate disclosure regime that is modeled on and stapled to the SEC's traditional disclosure regime around financial performance, operation, and prospects. It has the same basis, which is mandatory and voluntary disclosure with liability attached for both misstatements and omissions. Note that it also adopts and expands on, and we'll get into this, an, an existing framework, uh, the TCFD framework. So I can see the attractiveness of modeling a, a disclosure regime on the SEC's traditional disclosure regime because it's worked so well, but try to look at it as something that is modeled on but different from. So given that perspective, let's note the differences between this disclosure regime and the traditional disclosure regime. In the SEC's own words, this parallel framework is more rigorous than the SEC framework. For example, greenhouse gases must be disclosed without regard to materiality. Financial information, existing financial information must be supplemented with climate related financial impacts at the 1% level, as opposed to say, a traditional 5% rule of thumb. And transition plans and scenario analyses need to be disclosed regardless of materiality. Those are departures. Another departure is that the type and source of information is vastly different in character from your traditional reporting information. For one, a great deal of it is forward-looking or based on forward-looking assumptions. Two, it relies to a great extent on third parties and estimates. And it's based on, this is actually quite important, what we expect will be useful to investors, not what they are using today. The notion here is that investors aren't using tools today because they're not available, but if we provide them, they will use them. That's a bit of a different way of going about disclosure than it's gone about in the past, where you look at what investors are using. And then you codify that. So let me make one other observation about the approach here. And it's quite interesting in that there's an implicit recognition in the release that investors may be taking a portfolio approach to investing, not just a diversification portfolio approach or an indexation portfolio approach, but rather one where they may be happy to burden company A if. The benefits to company B are greater than the burden at company A. That is something that is, I would say, inconsistent with our view of the paradigmatic shareholder, where you assume that the shareholder who shows up at your meeting, who votes on your policies, may have a different view on what's in the best interest of the company, but it's the best interest of the company that they're worrying about, not the best interests of another company, I think that may be an issue that we have to grapple with going forward. Let me make a few final notes here, going back to my point about administrative agencies and this being modeled on a TCFD. I would note that in the EU and the UK, this was legislative action, not administrative action. I would also note that in the EU and the UK, a disclosure-based regime is different from a disclosure-based regime modeled on SEC liability. It's apples and oranges from a liability perspective, therefore it's apples and oranges from a overall perspective. Last thing I'll say is that as a piece of advice here, don't be aspirational. What you're seeing is a liability regime for a great deal of forward-looking information. That is not the time to be aspirational in your disclosures. And I think that you should think about it from that perspective.
0: Thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us on the web at www.solcrom.com.